so I don't I don't know if this is a personal question or not, but I gotta ask. Uh, how long have you two been like? How long have you two known each other? We have known each other for it's 2017. Yep. I, just, I always have I to just, go based on the I, year. I just met these people. <laughs> hello, hello, Alan. Hello, Alan. Nice to meet you. Uh, Alan. Yeah, nice. To, we we shit posted so much, but nice to actually finally speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 honestly a dream come true. This Aww. was made possible by the Make a Wish Foundation. Um, I'd like to thank them. I I didn't realize. I've I, almost, know, I, I didn't realize I've almost got a, I've almost got as many wishes fulfilled as John Cena now. So. It's just... <laughs> Well, I was. Uh, I mean, the reason. I mean, I was asked is like so. So I didn't know if. But how how long have you how long have you two known each other again? So. Did we meet in 2011? Yeah. The so end of 2011. Almost six years that we've known each other. Cool. And. I know it. It is. It is. Oh, you're right. You're right. Is, because we met in August. In August, right? Of 2011. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we met at college. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we met. In, in class, mm-hmm. uh, because she got to class late, and I was, I sat as close as possible to the door. It was in, like, a, you know, 200-seat lecture hall, uh-huh. and the, she got there late, and the seat next to me was open, and she was like, can I sit here? And apparently, I gave her a look that she replicates to this day every time <laughs> she tells the story. <laughs> there was no yes, it was just like, look at the seat, look at me, look at the seat. <laughs> start listening to the lecture like that was that was it apparently i was a fucking edgelord at this point in my life i don't know well that's because i sat down and i, I asked what's your favorite color oh yes and eli wow. at the time was wearing all black <laughs> and, and so what he does is he just looks down looks at me picks up his hand motions to his body and that's what I got. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm head over heels. So I was going to say it was a love at first sight, obviously. Obviously. Um, obviously. No, that was my way of, of disguising that I actually was attracted to you right that's, off the uh, bat. That's a, that, that was how you flirted back yeah, then. Yeah. Now you just do that turtle thing. Yeah. To my face. Yeah. <laughs> so but at what point you, did you, you. Said at what point did you give her the pow poo fruit? That was a very so, long build-up to that joke. Uh, that was, but it was worth it. No, thank you. <laughs> so, well, you actually got our whole life story. <laughs> yep, that that's the whole, all of it. I don't remember anything before that point. I don't actually know if I'm a real humanoid. Humanoid. No, but <laughs> for all you know, for all you know, uh, uh, Kylie could have conjured you into existence. I mean, I, I, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we started. It's a, I have to, it's the it's the papu fruit because I'm all about my name being basically Kyrie. Yeah. Like, like that's fine with me. Kyrie. The, Kyrie. Actually, fun fact: uh, when I was young, playing Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. and the I was playing Kingdom Hearts, like I just said. Uh, <laughs> There's that part where Sora's like, Kyrie, like, over and over. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, why is the TV talking to you? And like, you know how, like, when you're a kid and you're like, shut up, mom? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that happened. Yeah, it was like, mom, have you not been taking your medication? <laughs> <laughs> TV don't talk, mom. 
how, how dreamy was Sora at the time? I mean, <laughs> come on. What kind of question is that? Okay, so, okay, if you want another real talk, um, you know that in Kingdom Hearts 2, where you go to Ariel's Grotto and you can do the songs? Yeah. My sister and I would only play that mm-hmm. for hours mm-hmm. just to hear Sora sing. Really? I thought yes. you were going to say just to see his nipples. But... <laughs> yeah, no, that is that is, uh, that is accurate. She can attest to it. We mm-hmm. still talk about it to this day. Mm-hmm. And then I showed her what he looks like now, the, the guy who voice acts him. What is his name? <laughs> Um, is it Haley Joel Osment? I thought it was Haley Joel Osment. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and now he, uh, is, is an interesting looking fellow at this point. Um, and I'm not sure I would want him serenading me. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It is yeah, Haley Joel Osment. I thought so. Oh, he, oh, he, no, he looks all right now. Okay. He's come back around. It was just at that one point. At that one point in time. Obviously. But, but now he has a, he, he's. He's got a nice face. That's good. I, 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 well, now we've come full circle. I'm so glad we looked that up. Huh? <laughs> Welcome to Under the Sea Analysis. <laughs> I am your host, David King. I am joined by my co-host and uh, oddly quiet confidant, now uh, 30-year-old luminary, Alan Chaney. Sorry, I'm, I was trying to decide whether or not I wanted to fuck Haley Joel Osment. Uh, <laughs> um... I can't blame you. But, uh... But, but don't yeah. leave us in suspense, Alan. Actually, you know what? Stay tuned for the end of the episode to find out if Alan would fuck Haley Jones. <laughs> yes. That's... See? You're thinking like, um... A media man. I'm tired. <laughs> it's okay, Alan. Media I am man. That... Media man using his authoritative voice. <laughs> but the media oh, no. man based to differ, judging by the whole the satellite picture. <laughs> and uh, we are joined once again, almost like they never left, by our friends from Cinema Nippon and Animal Fact Files, Eli and Kylie. Hello. Hello. I thought I thought it was Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> Right? It's Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie, of course. Sora and Kyrie. <laughs> that's that's no. Okay, so on. so real talk. Who okay, who did okay, you ship Riku? with Kyrie? Wait, who do I ship with Kyrie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yen Sid. Okay. Okay. I can get that. I don't care that she's like a teenage girl and he's like a creep a thousand year old wizard. Well They I mean... they, they would have a magical time. I, I don't. I don't know. Can't. Can't. You know. It seems like Kyrie herself is having a hard time figuring out where she wants to be. Yeah. I, I ship Riku and Sora, and Kyrie can just be a strong, independent woman who don't need no man, and then she can settle with Goofy, because he's a dog. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say because he can teach her how to goof herself. No. <laughs> I was wish. waiting for the Goofy there, like. <laughs> Speaking of which, did anyone else see uh, uh, another one of my infamous 4 a.m. joke concepts? <laughs> I did. Oh, no. Oh, no. I did. Um, uh, if you're not aware, sometimes at 4 in the morning, uh, I'll come out of a dead sleep and write something in the uh, joke file uh, on my iPhone. And hang on, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. 
jokes. Jokes and jokes and jokes. Um, it's okay, jokes. Last... You can come back in, jokes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, written by me at 4 a.m. in my joke file. <clears throat> Kingdom Hearts 2.99976. What Goofy Ding Dong look like? <laughs> Gorsh. I posted Gorsh. that. On, I posted that on Facebook along with clearly I am to be the greatest comedic revolutionary of our time. Eat my ass. Eat my ass, Lenny Bruce. It was at that moment I, I I read that and I'm like I value our friendship even more at this moment. Just at this moment. <laughs> oh man, that's too. Good. I just I just think that might be my new favorite thing to say. What goofy ding dong look like? <laughs> what goofy ding dong look like? I think we all have one. Haven't we all wondered that at one point in time? If if we haven't, then we are now. Like I mean, you're you're doing the world a service, honestly. <laughs> I mean, he had to produce Max somehow. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, what goofy I'm thing? I'm sure we could like? Google well, this. It must it must look adequate. It must be adequate because it allowed him to produce Max. Does Goofy have balls? He must have balls of steel. <laughs> How, considering all the pratfalls he gets into hey it's patron's poison day did you know that now you do uh... we're gonna read a story tonight that's not a short and shivery in fact we're gonna read uh, a story that has been that was sent to us by username 159 who has been a longtime follower of the show and has sent us some stuff before uh Username writes, this is fucked up, not CK Walker levels of fucked up, but still pretty fucked up. And the story is titled, Not All Psychics Are Frauds, by Jasper DeWitt. All right. I figured, hey, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. So if you're all ready to go and see what this is all about. Yeah. I guess that really depends on if they sent me daughters when I asked for sons. <laughs> I was trying to remember what the next line is. You're the saddest bunch. That's what I was I about to say. Yeah, you guys are the saddest bunch I've ever met. Mm. Look. Well, you can bet before we're through. Mister? Somehow. Mister, I'll make a man out of all of you. Last year... I went to see a psychic for the first and last time. It might have been the worst way to spend my money I've ever I've ever encountered. Now I know what you're thinking. Did I fire six shots or only five? <laughs> to tell you the truth, I lost count in all the excitement. Anyway, one plus two plus one plus two. Oh jeez. Tell you the truth, I lost count myself. So now it's time to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Dirty Harry, it's a good movie. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, now I know exactly what you're thinking. Psychics are frauds. They just tell you what you want to hear and then bleed you for money. What did you expect? You probably think I got some bullshit cold reading. 
disguised as the whisperings of fate, only be told that my aura was irrevocably unclean and that for just one small payment of $1,000, it could be completely cured. After all, that's what con artists do, right? Um, no, most artists at cons I know will charge you like $15 for a poster. Usually it's pretty good, so like, mm. I'll buy it because I want to see the hit- artist. The whole thing started when I was walking back from the subway after work. Due to a rather unpleasant financial necessity, my apartment building is about two miles walk from that station. And I don't have a car, so walking home takes between 40 minutes and an hour most of the time. To me, this is usually an... Un- to me, this is usually an annoyance because it takes away the time, time that hmm, it takes away time that I could be curled up in my apartment with a good book and a glass of wine. But on the bright side, my neighborhood is actually very pretty and quaint, so at least the walk is nice to look at. Oh man, these sentences are like yours. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, All the same, normally, I don't pay much attention to shops or restaurants on the way. They just sort of blend into the scenery. By the way, I want to say congratulations again for uh, your entry into the Ghost Story Challenge. Oh, yes. Thank you. Oh, I'm, yeah. We're very happy that we were Davies Favey. <laughs> that's, I'm glad, that's I'm glad the... you could be Davies Favey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, really. That that was, like, a, a very large surprise. Because um, we were actually away when you guys posted the results. Oh. Uh, we were on vacation, and so we were like, oh, we'll download them, we'll listen to them in the car on, on the ride. We had a 13-hour drive home. Oh, and my gosh. And so right out of, like, leaving where we had been for a week, it was like, oh, by the way, Davies Favey, uh, your story. And it was like, oh, whoa, okay, thank you. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. It was cool to uh, hear you read it yeah. like, and talk about it. I really liked it. I I'm I I appreciate that you guys submitted it, and uh, I you know I, I think it's I thought it was a strong contender, and I, again all of the stories were really good, but I I particularly dug the uh, the subtleties of that one. So uh, good on you. Well, thank well, you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Eli Eli's Eli's good at, at subtlety <laughs> when it comes to writing. All right. I don't know. A lot of your stories have stuck with me. Have they? Yeah. yeah. Well, but this is... They have those resonance. Um, <clears throat> was it me? Did I finish? No, I think it's David. It's David. It's me. Uh, <clears throat> um, I don't know what we're getting into yet. We're not that far no. in. No. But we'll I see. I don't either. I, I, I will say I appreciate the complexity of the sentences. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. it, it does uh, make reading a little stuttery for me because I'm not great with reading mm. long sentences allowed uh but i i feel like it's pretty eloquent at this point mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it's it's getting the point across pretty well it's it's ad, adequate more than adequate mm-hmm. but that day was different because that day i noticed the rundown old psychic shop with a cheap neon sign shaped like an eye over its door or maybe the first time ever and i'm sorry to say i decided to go in What's doubly infuriating is that I'm pretty sure it wasn't there yesterday. Now, <laughs> is that I'm really, sh- I'm really not sure why I noticed the place at all, let alone entered it. Maybe it was because it had been an unusually slow day at work, so my mind didn't have as much to be preoccupied about. Or maybe it was because the weather was so nice. Or more likely, 
It was just the fact the shop's owner had decided to put out a big fat sign advertising 50% off palm and tarot readings. <laughs> Whatever the reason, <laughs> I made one of the worst decisions of my life and stepped over the threshold. Um, front loading. Is it though? I mean, I all I want to ah. call it front loading, but I mean, I can. Uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, the, I I think I think the phrase um, "I made one of the worst decisions of my life" is a little heavy-handed. Well, that's front loading from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. We already saw that, but like. I, uh, out, out, I think outside of that Outside sentence, of that sentence, yeah. That's I don't really have issues with it. I kind of, like, it feels like like you're having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. You know, and, like, it could have been this, but it, was, it could have also been this, but really it was probably, you know, like... Yeah. Mm. I feel like I, I like that aspect of it. You gotta, I mean, you gotta be careful, because, like, uh, the reason I, I would call it front-loading is because sometimes it's, like, a hook. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. if you do it early on, it's like, oh... Well, how did that happen? And it's good. I think a good hook is what's going to pull anyone into a story. But if you're not careful, it's going to come off as really trite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's a fine line. I think I'm going to say this is on the side of of the of uh, a little bit of a hook. I don't think it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel trite here. I think that you could drop the last sentence and it would be stronger. I concur. I think that's probably for the best for this story. Um, yeah. The shop's bell dinged in a dull, tuneless, tuneless. The word is tuneless, Alan. That word is tuneless. <laughs> what goofy ding dong look like? <laughs> it looked like tuneless. <laughs> The shop's bell dinged in a dull, tuneless way as soon as I was inside. And even though the shop was up a flight of stairs, the rank smell of incense... incense the rank smell of incense. The, the rank smell of incest. Um, <laughs> the rank smell of incense mixed with old fast food was still strong enough to hit my nose. I very nearly turned around and walked out right then. As I was in the act of leaving, a squat, sour-looking, middle-aged woman of indecipherable ethnicity came waddling down the raggedy carpeted stairs. As soon as she saw me, her face split into a poor attempt at a welcoming smile, whose insincerity was only compounded by the multiple gold teeth that dotted it. Ooh. Mm. Actually, excuse me, I do have something to say, though. Um, the... It does say... I very nearly turned around and walked out right then. And then in the next sentence it says, however, as I was in the act of leaving. So, like, so he started to turn around, turn around. There's a thing here that can be found. Turn around, turn around. It's a human skull on the ground. But he didn't really because he still saw the woman coming down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I just feel like... <laughs> Uh, um, I'm not sorry for that. <laughs> uh, I just feel like I'm ignoring you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just no, you're not. Oh. No, you're not. Oh, I'm no, derailing I everything. Carry on. Plus, trust me, I'm used to it. <laughs> oh. oh, no. No. I want to I take no, David. No, no. There will be no sympathy for David on this show. 
Alan, the, the contract the contract stated that only I can I can get sympathy from guests, but not from you or or Brandon. <laughs> oh okay. no, I don't. I can't. I didn't sign that contract. Yeah, so you guys are okay to give me sympathy. It's okay. You're allowed. I'll accept it. We've talked about how we uh, want to stick you in our pockets and just feed you cheese throughout the day. What? I, I hope you like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> out of con- I guess out of context, that, that, that does sound really bizarre. Uh, am, I, am I very tiny in this scenario? You're uh, very tiny. Yes. Uh, Ky- Kylie has this thing for people that she considers pure and innocent where she wants to put them in her pocket and feed them cheese. Even That's... even in, even though I we're vegan, so <laughs> well okay, I I do like cheese. Other so people can I'll eat cheese. That. Uh, absolutely, other people can. Do eat I have cheese. to make cute little noises while I'm in there? No, you just be you. Okay. You mean you mean your voice? Oh. Sorry, that was that was that was that was actually very creepy. No, that... <laughs> you just have to make lots of little tongueless. You just have to keep asking in a high-pitched voice, what Goofy Ding Dong look like? <laughs> what Goofy Ding Dong look like? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's perfect. perfect. <laughs> what Goofy Ding Dong look like? <laughs> it's better when Alan does it, though. It is. It is. It is. So much better. Oh. Uh, <laughs> either way, I think you... you uh, uh, let's Let's find out who our psychic is. Okay, okay. Hello, sweetie, she cooed in a faux-soothing voice that made my eyes nearly roll out of my skull. Can I help you? <laughs> quite quite a coup on this, bro. I mean, you know, a squat, sour-looking, middle-aged woman of indecipherable ethnicity, they're describing Danny DeVito. Like, <laughs> there, there's no two ways about it. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, go for it. Ooh, go for it, go for it. <laughs> My friend DeMarcus, his favorite thing about all of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is just how Danny DeVito pronounces the word whore. <laughs> Your mom was a whore. <laughs> he doesn't want to be misconstrued when he talks about a sex worker. <laughs> Anywho. Um, I began as I mentally winced from how awkward this whole thing was. Um, I saw the sign outside. <laughs> You're a it opened up my eyes. I saw, I saw the, the sign. sign. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, said the woman, bustling over to me and taking me by the hand. No, I'm sorry, I'm doing a lot. And what sort of reading are you looking at today? What Goofy Ding Dong look like? <laughs> Mom is 10 and Taro is 25. Taro is 25? That seems a little high. Is it? I mean, Taro readings can take a while. Oh, is it, is, okay, is it a full Taro reading? That's, or is that's it just fair. like your daily? That's an important distinction to make. Not, not that we need to derail this story any more than we already have with tangents, but uh, I have a tradition that every day of October I uh, do a three-card spread and just do a reading. Oh, oh that's awesome. That, that is really awesome. Oh. I, have a, I have a Halloween tarot deck, so I put oh, out the decorations so cool. every year, and then every day of October I ask it a question and just do three cards to see what I get. Did, did you do one today? I did. 
What did you get? I got the uh, now. Keep in mind, these are some. They, they changed the signs a little bit for the the different uh, suits. But I got okay. the uh, the Queen of Imps, the mm-hmm. uh, the Emperor, and the King of Imps. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It was the King of Imps, then the Emperor, then the Queen of Imps. Ooh. Imps are wands. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Do you do you shuffle your deck so that you get uh, face up and face down cards? No, I just, this is just a reversed. simple three card spread. Just card one, card two, card three. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. How did you interpret your reading? Um, I interpreted it as uh, a good sign. I interpreted it as a good thing because I felt like um, on either side of this emperor are the you know are a king and queen. I know the meanings behind some of the cards. I interpreted the the king as myself, queen as Kayla. I'm not mm-hmm. sh- quite sure what the emperor stands for. I think it's the I think it's a sign of stability and uh, understanding between us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. So I was actually really weird because I was kind of asking it that I was at you know I just was like, hey, things are going good so far. Are they going to keep going good? Flip the cards over. <laughs> yeah, that looks promising. Had the tower that's come awesome. up, I would have like shat a brick, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can do my own tarot readings, so. That's good. No twenty five dollars um, there. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that $25, which is all that I have to my name in my pocket. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I think it's uh, your turn, Alan. Oh, right. These are all quick. Uh, uh, oh, I don't think... Um, that is... Thank you, but I'd better go. Nonsense! She said, seizing my hand in a surprisingly strong grip. Something in the energies brought you into my shop today. I can feel it. I'll tell you what, dearie. Why don't I give you both readings for around $30? I don't do that for just anyone. But you seem like someone really special. You both readings? Yeah, I I guess... Who uh, else is here? No, no, no. the, The palm and the tarot. Oh, oh! I will I, give you both of the readings. Okay, right, right. I right. understood it as like there's some other entity <laughs> both in the room. Use. Yeah, you, 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 and the ghost that that's the, following that's you. Following you. You and you and the one-eyed ghost woman with the the. <laughs> you and yeah, you and Daruma-san. <laughs> I see hey, you Daruma, play the game baby. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. uh. It was one of the more ham-fisted sales pitches I've ever encountered. But, I'll admit, I've always been a sucker for new experiences. And shelling out $30 just meant I'd have to skip one drunken happy hour that week. So I said yes. The woman beamed, or rather, her mouth split wider, since I'm not sure her face was really built for the whole smiling thing. Oh my. Excellent. (laughs) Come on up here with me, she said cheerily. And with that, I found myself being hurried up the stairs into the foul-smelling shop. However, I didn't get much of a chance to look at the dust-collecting manuals on Reiki healing or the giant charts showing different chakras or the multiple plastic vats of different colored crystals contained therein because... The woman had hastily shepherded me into a slide. 
a side room where the smell of incense was so overpowering that it completely drowned out everything else. There, I was unceremoniously dumped into a moth-eaten floral armchair next to a small rickety wooden table. The woman took a seat across from me and reached out her hand. That's not incense, darling. You want a toke? <laughs> I only got the best hash. <laughs> um, Smoke it, weed every day. This is the kind of stuff they used to have in Nam. <laughs> A low rumbling of trap music was heard in the background. <laughs> I couldn't place where it was coming from. Um, I I will say, if I could, uh, that com- compared to the stuff that we were reading last time, I appreciate the amount of detail in this yeah. in in this story thus far. Yeah, I mean, we don't know a lot about. I will say, we don't know a lot about our narrator yet. We don't know what kind of job they have or uh, right what why their route takes them where they are, but. I'm digging the the creepy psychic little shop that wasn't there yesterday details. I think that that whole I actually really like that whole last paragraph quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. None of it none of it feels superfluous. No. It like, it sets the mood and it doesn't it again, it doesn't like it's not overpowering or anything. It's just like this is where you are. I and I think something important to note too in writing like um, imagery, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people tend to only appeal, or I guess, like, descriptive, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. narrative. A lot of people tend to only appeal to the visual sense. Right. And I really, really appreciate that this is talking about, like, how it smells mm-hmm. and, like, how it feels. And, yeah. like, I, I think a lot of times people will gloss over those aspects. But, I mean, we have five senses not just sight right it's important to incorporate all of them into writing yeah especially if you're setting a scene for a location you should describe what does it feel like being in there what does it smell what is it what's the smell uh when you walk what do your feet are you on a hard surface you know just like sensations are great yeah, mm-hmm. basically, when somebody says show, don't tell, they don't mean show literally. It's Wait, all uh, of the things. Smell, taste, and sight. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Smell, uh, hearing, and sight are the three most important, I think. Those are the ones you got to pin down. And mm-hmm. then, depending on the situation, you can add the other senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. In fact, anyway. if you really want to, if you really want to set a tone, you can even describe a lack of a certain sensation as making it eerie. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like this this place I was in, just like you know, I knew I, you know, the moment I stepped into the old bowling alley, I was surprised because it didn't smell like anything. No dust, no mold, no anything like that. Just nothing. Not even a clean smell. Just a lack of a smell. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of that's kind of intriguing, right? I literally just thought of that just now. Yeah, you it, get a gold star, David. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here. No, no, just give me some more cheese. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Ooh, smoked gouda. Thank you. Uh, right. Now, first of all, what is your name? She asked. Emily. <laughs> Hello, Emily. My name is Josie. She said. Now, may I see your palm? Admittedly, 
I have no room for comparison. But I'm pretty sure that what followed was substandard even for hoax palm readings. A fortune cookie would have had more, been more informative about the future. And a self-help book written by a homeless person probably would have offered more useful advice. Let me tell you what is best in life. <laughs> <laughs> to find a little ravioli at the bottom of a can. <laughs> But the sheer uselessness of the information gleaned from the reading isn't the only reason I pass over it. I pass over it because the really relevant stuff only happened when Josie pulled pulled out her worn tarot deck. If the palm reading had been laughably unspecific, then the tarot reading was bewilderingly specific, albeit mostly in unverifiable ways. For instance, I was told to watch for a man five years my senior whose name began with M., because he could very well end up as my soulmate. Furthermore, I was told that the month of November would be a period of great turmoil for me, though in retrospect, given this happened during 2016, this is actually a pretty solid prediction for me and millions of others. (laughs) Damn! Wow. Oh, shit! (laughs) Damn! Throwing shade! Mm. I just imagine, like, the pasta shade. The pasta shade. Getting thrown. Stop throwing me! Stop it! <laughs> ah. oh. oh no! <laughs> he likes to pop in here every so often, but he's he's not a he he would never be a, I don't know if he would ever be a guest on uh, Undercooked Analysis. He, he literally just passed me in the in the hall. He's busy. He's gonna be seeing the ringmaster at the end of the month. Mm. Yeah, my apartment complex was a little upset. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that I, mean, he I know he was had, crashing with you for a little bit. So. Yeah, he had his big monster's car parked in two parking spots this whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know, he, that's weird because I know when he left, he left with, like, a horse-drawn hearse, but then now he's in, a like, a like a hot rod hearse? Yeah, that's yeah. That's kind of weird. Like he, it's he uh, the creepy... Cars. It's basically the creepy coop from Wacky Races. Oh yeah, I mean that's the that's that's the way I've it's been described to me too. So it's fuck it's awesome. Where are the gruesome twosome though? Um, he probably stole it. Anyway, I'll yeah. ask him later. I I, 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 he, I threw him out of the room just to see if we could do the whole throw shade thing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and then there was the weirdest prediction of all which emerged when Josie flipped over the Ten of Swords midway through the reading, and from which this whole story begins. When the card appeared, Josie grabbed my arm and stared deeply into my eyes Ooh. and told me that she loved me. Sensual. Ooh. I wanted to say Hosi. 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 Beware the man in the red brick house with the blue door on Winston Drive, she intoned solemnly. Hey, 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 guys. Red door. Red door. Dougie Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but when, when I see uh, color descriptors uh, specific to doors now, I'm, I'm always going to think of that. Jade give two rides. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said shade for a second. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, oh no. Shade give two rides. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to presume at this moment that we're all caught up with Twin Peaks. All of us? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. when the recording's done, can we talk about it for a second? Uh, yeah. Because I kind of need gonna... to talk about the ending. 
I'm probably gonna go to bed, but <laughs> we can no. we can talk about it. Yeah, no, no, no okay, fine. we can talk about it. That's fine. That's uh, cool. All right. Anyway. Alan, old friend, it's your turn. Um. Okay. I'm glad you're reading this story, Alan. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lynch. <laughs> okay, I'll just be back here, dealing with some secret stuff. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you broke Alan. <laughs> oh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little creeped out by this sudden change in her aspect. Not least of all because she held my gaze for a good ten seconds after she said it without blinking. Then, as if nothing had happened, she flipped up more cards and kept going with her mix of vague mumbo-jumbo and oddly specific yet still unfalsifiable predictions. This sounds like uh, that scene in Harry Potter. Which one? Where um, the lady with the glasses, I can't remember her name. Oh, the the uh, divination Yeah, the divinations professor. professor. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's it. That's her. Yeah. And she's like, like does the, the prophecy. The oh, prophecy! yes. And then it's like, yeah, and then it's all back to normal. And then there's yeah. that scene where, like, Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> What? what? I haven't finished the, the Harry Poot Poots yet. <laughs> Harry I haven't Poot finished Poots. Fantastic Beasts and where to... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Harry oh. Poot Poots and the Wizard Pals. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Breakfast of Champions is my favorite book in the series. <laughs> oh, once she had finished with an all-too-convenient assurance that my life would have many great changes in just a short time, I expected her to try to upsell me on something else. After all, I'd heard stories from friends who'd seen psychics about how they would use things like palm and tarot readings as an excuse to try to sell you even more pointless bullshit. But, to my surprise, nothing like that happened. Hmm. Instead, Josie simply stood up and asked if I'd be paying in cash or credit card. I said credit card, and she asked if she could have my driver's license along with the card because it was store policy to check IDs whenever credit purchases were made. I dutifully handed her over both I dutifully handed over both my card and my license, and after checking over both, she swiped my card, handed me my receipt, and thanked me for coming in adding that, of course, I should feel free to contact her and return any time I liked. To be honest, I'd be lying I'd be lying if I didn't say I found the whole thing disappointing. There's some interesting details in that paragraph I think we need to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you're probably wondering at this point why this awkward but otherwise completely forgettable experience is something I regret so much. I admit, it doesn't sound like much, but just wait. So, just over two weeks after my encounter with the psychic, whose powers I thought were an obvious hoax, I ended up bar hopping with some friends from work on the weekend. And as it happens, all of us lived around the same suburb, so, logically, we started there. Given how much we drank and how little of that was water, it's probably surprising (laughs) that I remember the evening at all. 
but some things even a totally drunken mind apparently can't forget. I like that. Yeah, that, that was that was good. That was clever. Mm-hmm. And and how little of that was water. I, I like that. This, I do yeah, like it's that. Good. It's good. It's nice it's good. touch. It's good. It's good. Good touch. Good touch. Yes, Brian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the world around. is a vampire. <laughs> um. Anyway, at around 4 a.m., I was realizing that despite all this rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Um, we finally decided to go home. And because the last bar we'd visited was about a half hour's walking distance from my building, I decided to just make the trek rather than spring for an Uber or a Lyft. In retrospect, this was a horrible idea, but given that I was very drunk, that my neighborhood had a reputation for safety, and that the night was at just that perfect temperature you could get midway between summer and fall, I like to think it was at least understandable. And perhaps I'd... that. And perhaps I'd have got out of it unscathed had it not been for the particular route that Google Maps told me to take when getting home. Mm. (laughs) Go ahead. I I was going to say, I feel like that actually was well done because Mm -hmm. it makes sense that they made the choice not to get an Uber or a Lyft because they've already established that their walk home... Is or longer. Is longer. Right. Or was it the walk or the ride? Or, no, the, their walk home is, is like 40 minutes. It's like 42 an yeah, hour, right? Yeah. So it, it makes sense for the character to be like, ah, oh, it's nothing. I you know I do more than that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Um, I, I would like to move to uh, retitle this story. I walked home alone drunk at 4 a.m. and Google Maps took me down the wrong route. <laughs> That's a no sleep title right there. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, for That's sure. Beautiful. You can probably guess where that route, 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 route went, you, and you're you can right. You say it either way. You can. It's totally acceptable. It's like data and data. Well, we have we have uh, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart to thank for the way we say uh, data. Mm. Ah. It's fair, and he he was he was the shit emoji, so <laughs> yeah. he's got the most clout. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. I'm sorry. Oh, so God. have I told that have I told that story on the podcast yet? I thought you had, but uh... what's that? Uh, the fact that I went to see the emoji movie on mushrooms. <laughs> what? Oh no. <laughs> So, I had a friend working at the movie theater, so I didn't have to pay for it. So I decided, fuck it, we're doing this. And one friend sort of acted as our babysitter and took me and another friend to the movie theater where we uh, each had a heroic dose. Um, And I gotta say... Man, the Emoji Movie is so good, you guys. Um, I think the best part, uh, the the intro is, like, really not funny, but then a spaceship comes down and takes you on board, and all the colors of the film, like, mix together, and it's really beautiful. Oh, my God. And I was like, we talked to our babysitter friend, and... 
<laughs> it was only after I got home from the movie that I asked him. And I was like, what happened? Well, you guys were, like, completely transfixed on the screen. And I was really not enjoying the movie. So we left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so oh, I, no. I, I sat through this not realizing that I had only really sat through 20 minutes of the emotion. <laughs> oh, my God. Before we all just wandered around. Amazing. That, oh, man. <laughs> that is oh. beautiful. Um, and I guess how I'm going to end this story is, uh, kids... Um, drugs, I'll, I'll use the Bill Higgs line, uh, not all drugs are good. <laughs> some, of, some of them are great. <laughs> oh. Undercooked analysis in Norway, no way endorses the consumption of mus- mushrooms, hallucinogenic or normal. <laughs> Under the influence emojisus. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I hate mushrooms. Oh really? Oh, we talked about so that. Oh yeah, yeah we yeah. did. I just want to remind everybody that I hate mushrooms. Anyway, uh, so we kept cutting. We cut you off for that one, but that was it was worth it for that story. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Uh, you can probably guess where that route went, and you're right. Ten minutes or so after I'd started walking, I was instructed by my phone in the chipper, uncanny, valley-esque tone of my GPS to turn right on Winston Drive. <laughs> turn right on Winston Drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. now, as I, now, as I've said, the experience with Josie, the shitty psychic, was entirely forgettable. <laughs> Josie, the shitty psychic. Oh, <laughs> So normally I would have I would have done done just that, forgotten it. But somehow in that oppressive pre-dawn darkness with the cool pre-autumn breeze blowing around my ankles, the eerie remembrance of her staring into my eyes and telling me to beware the man in the red brick house with the blue door on Winston Drive came flooding back. Oh shit. Oh. Skin spoopy. Mm-hmm. If I'd been ever even slightly soberer, that memory would have spooked me. But with vodka slash Red Bull number umpteen rushing through my veins, I just thought it was hilarious. The bitch had bilked me out of $30, after all. Fuck her. Here I was on the very street she had mentioned, and damn it, I was going to prove conclusively that one of her predictions had been a joke. And then I'd leave a Yelp review to prove it. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) If I'd been even slightly sober, that memory would have spooked me. Said Alan about the Emoji movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God, drunk me is stupid. Wait, isn't it Alan's turn? It is Alan's turn, isn't it? <laughs> I'm what? sorry, Alan. Someone's on mushrooms. I'm on mushrooms. Oh no! Ew, gross. If I'd be even been even slightly sober, that memory would have spooked me. Said Alan about the emoji movie. Uh, but with vodka, Red Bull number. I read this already. I read this part. Oh, cool. You're on the next one. <laughs> it's okay. God drunk me is stupid. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, I need to be reading. Um, we love you, God, Alan. Dr- God drunk me is stupid. Nevertheless, in that moment, it seemed like the best idea ever. All I had to do was find a red brick house with the blue door and paint it black. Um, 
and survive the encounter. And the proof would be right there in the pudding, plain as ink. <laughs> so with all the purpose that a drunk white girl can muster. <laughs> I turned down Winston Drive and started walking straight down it. Or at least it felt straight. I'm pretty sure in retrospect it was sinusoidal. Sinusoidal? Sinusoidal? Sinusoidal. Way to throw your $10 words at me, Story. Uh, anyway, I know you're probably thinking... A sine thinking... wave or sinusoid is a mathematical curve that describes a smooth, repetitive oscillation. Okay. A sine wave is a continuous wave. It was named after the function sine, of which it is the graph. It occurs often in pure and applied mathematics, as well as physics, engineering, signal processing, and many other fields. So there's that. <laughs> there you well, go. none of that shit matters. I guess, I guess it would sound a little ridiculous saying, um, in, I'm pretty sure in retrospect, it was like a sine wave. Like, yeah. it was back and forth forever. Surfing on a shine wave, swinging through the stars. Did you just reference Cards Against Humanity? I just referenced that movie that Dead Palette references all the time. Oh. Uh, I don't even remember what that movie's called at this point. It's just the pooping back and forth is so ingrained in my brain. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I know you're probably thinking that even given that I'd found Winston Drive, Josie's clue wasn't particularly helpful. Particularly. After all, red brick houses with blue doors aren't exactly rare architectural wonders. Um, and <laughs> keep going. Sorry, keep going. Oh, no, you're fine. And you'd be right, except that somehow, when it came to this section of Winston Drive, they actually were. We live in a red brick house with a blue door. Ooh, we do. You do? We do. Yes. Are we the murderers? At the end of the story, is somebody going to walk into our house? Maybe. And then in self-defense, you kill them. I don't know. I I'm assuming that's where. The well, they don't have to going. worry about. They don't have to worry about Kylie, but they, it's, it's beware the man who lives in the house. So they got to watch out for you, Eli. Really, well, really, they got to watch out for Chester. It's it's probably Chester. It's probably Chester. <laughs> uh. Oh, sure, most of the houses were red brick, but I guess most of the inhabitants of Winston Drive mustn't, mustn't, must have, Jesus, must have been too aware of how the colors would clash to paint their doors blue. White? Sure. Black? You bet. Gray? No doubt, but blue was nowhere to be seen. That is, until I got within just a few blocks of where Google Maps was telling me to turn again, and there it was. A quaint-looking little two-story red brick house with a door painted a color that, even in the dim light of the street lamps, I could tell was a vivid shade of blue. All right, here's your stop. Good night, Mr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie Jones. <laughs> it, let me help you out of the limo. <laughs> <laughs> By this point, the alcohol had started to wear off slightly, as was the influence of the Black Lodge. So I'm glad to say <laughs> I didn't waltz up and ring the doorbell like an idiot as I considered doing a few blocks and about 200 weaving steps back. And no, I didn't avoid this out of some sense of con consideration for sleeping residents, because, and this should have been my first sign that something was wrong, lights in the house were still on, despite it being past four in the morning. In fact, even still being about 80% more drunk than I should have been, the sight of those lights still winking out in the windows in an entire blacked-out street combined with a now much more urgent-seeming warning from Josie, the bad psychic, suddenly made me very wary. 
In fact, while the wind had picked up and the night had begun to turn more chilly than pleasant as a result, I'm pretty sure the shudder that ran down my spine looking up at the house had nothing to do with the weather. Mmm, this is getting good. Yeah. It's getting good. I'm liking this. Uh, I... What? Were you I... about to cut Alan off again? No. <laughs> you <were>. No. <laughs> I was about to turn away and walk much more quickly away from the place from the place when a sudden flurry of movement in one of the basement windows caught my eye. It was only a shadow, but to my eyes it had looked somehow like someone's hand clawing at the glass from the inside. Something trying to force its way into our world. (laughs) Now both genuinely creeped out and transfixed, I stared at the house for a good ten seconds, waiting to see if something else would happen. It only took eight for the thing to happen. I found out what Goofy Ding Dong looked like. (laughs) With an audible smack, the unmistakable outline of Goofy Ding Dong emerged from behind the wall. I'm sorry. The unmistakable outline of a woman's body emerged from behind the wall at the left side of the window and began clawing at it, trying desperately to get it to move. That That's an easy mistake to make. Goofy Ding Dong does look kind of like the silhouette of a woman. Uh, that's creepy. The light was... In a different way? <laughs> I mean... The light was behind the woman, and I was standing a good 20 or so feet away. But what I could make out of her features at that distance was bone-chilling. The most horrible, pleading expression of raw animal terror had twisted her face, and her eyes bulged like a deer when it's trapped in the jaws of a wolf. For just a few seconds, she kept scratching and clawing at the window, trying to tear it upwards with effort that I sensed was probably breaking her fingernails. Ooh. Is this gonna get? Is this gonna get weird? Is this gonna be like creepy weird? Is this gonna turn well, into it, a downer? It. I mean, it did say. Didn't didn't you say that okay. he had said? Username gets... warned us. This is a, this is fucked up. Not CK Walker levels of fucked up, but still pretty fucked up. So it's gonna get fucked up. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna Just get be prepared, fucked up. everybody. It's gonna get fucked up. All right. Gonna have nightmares. All right. Yep. All right. Then she saw me, and when she saw me, she screamed. Not that I could hear it, but the shape of her mouth made but the shape her mouth made forbade any other interpretation. And as she screamed, my brain, now suddenly feeling as stone cold sober as if I'd drunk an entire tank of coffee, registered that she was mouthing a word. Help. But she wasn't able to get out many repetitions of the word before a huge muscled hand appeared from the other side of the window and yanked her backwards from it by the hair. Oh shit. Oh, no. At that moment, I made perhaps the worst decision of that night. I screamed, too. It was reflexive, and I clapped my hands over my mouth almost immediately after it happened. But the sound was so high and keen that anyone could have heard it. And someone did, because a fraction of a second later, the hulking outline of a man appeared at the window. He must have seen me, because he vanished only a moment later. I was still frozen in shock. Why? And I didn't quite know what to do. Until I heard the sound of, the blue, of that blue door scraping outward and saw the huge beefy hand pushing it. Ooh, run away! Wait, I have a comment. Yes. Why, if the woman in the house screaming doesn't make a sound, does the person screaming outside draw the man's attention? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. That is weird. That is kind of an odd thing. 
That is maybe, weird. Maybe she's yeah. like, maybe she wasn't like screaming. Like she was just like so. Maybe. Like. Uh, 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 oh yeah. Like she couldn't scream. Like if she had had uh, lung punctured or something. Yeah. Well, because I mean, basically, what it's implying is that from like you can still hear through the window. Right, right. So if the girl standing outside can't hear the woman inside, she's probably not actually screaming. Right. Is my guess. Oh, I guess. Boy. Um, I mean, it's possible. Maybe we'll get an answer mm, yeah. for that. Maybe. But it's something to keep in mind. Because either that's a, either that's a, a, a weird... Uh, weird logic thing, or it's uh, there's something deliberate going on there. Mm-hmm. It feels deliberate. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. Say it's deliberate because right now this, uh, the story is working for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Um. That snapped me. Yep. Out of my stupor immediately, and I ran. I ran so far away. <laughs> I ran desperately like a hunted animal, not pausing to look back or listen. Worse than this was that I didn't need to look back or listen. Within just a few seconds of my sprint, I heard the ragged, angry grunting sounds of breath being drawn behind me, and the heavy footfalls of someone unimaginably bigger, stronger, and more malevolent. And more malevolent than I could ever be, impli- implacably, implicably, implacably, implicably, implacably, 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 I don't know. Wow. I think it's implacably. Implacably catching up. I quickened my pace and ran down any street I could, but it seemed to do no good. It was a cul-de-sac. Slowly but surely... <laughs> Those feet seem to only get desperately closer. <laughs> I ran down any street I could. I could only run down one street. Oh, yes. Then, a sweaty, grasping paw of a hand swiped my hair and I panicked. I screamed like a banshee with the volume and pitch so high it should have broken every window in every house around me. And even if that sound may or may not have reached the ears of the residents of those houses in time... It reached an audience far more attentive and, in the moment, far more helpful. All at once, the silence of the entire neighborhood around me was shattered by the barking and howling of dogs, and with it, the blessed sight of lights in windows popping into life like Christmas lights draped across the sky. I heard the sound of swearing from a deep, oily, rasping voice, and suddenly the oppressive sense of proximity from the creature behind me and the dreadful pursuing footfalls stopped. But I didn't. I ran all the way home. And as soon as I'd slammed my apartment door shut and locked the door every way I could, I called the cops and told them what had happened and what I'd seen and experienced. To their credit, despite the early hour, they responded immediately. Wow. Talking about a close shave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did wanna I did wanna point out the um I liked that they had talked about the uh deer in a wolf's mouth. Oh, yeah. And then they talked about how, or she talked about how she felt like she was being hunted. Yeah. yeah. I, a, I thought that was... There's, a, there's predator-prey um, analogies going through this. It's good. Yeah, I appreciate I have a, that. I have, a, I have a feeling of where this ending is going. 
and uh, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. We'll see if I'm right. Okay. Okay. I suppose you can guess what they found in the red brick house with the blue door on Winston Drive. Clothes, jewelry, and the bodies of numerous unfortunate women, as well as one terribly frightened and horribly physically abused live woman. She told them that the man in the house had kept her captive and... In between raping her, he had branded her every night with iron, with an iron shape like a sword. Uh, there were three such scars on her when they found her, but on each of the corpses, there was one consistent number, ten. Just like the card Josie had seen when she warned me about the man. And no, by the way, they haven't found him yet, which is a fact that gives me nightmares more, more than anything else that has ever happened to me. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, the sword thing and the 10 number, is that, it, feel, I'm, it feels a little, I mean, I feel like that part's a little heavy-handed. Just a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Like, it just happens to coincide with the 10 of swords? Right. If this story is going where I think it's going, I, I think it works perfectly. Okay, that's what I'm figuring. <laughs> I'm just wondering about that aspect of it, you know? Yeah. Now... Now, you might think that this experience convinced me that Josie had a genuine gift, despite her apparent inability in most areas as a psychic. But it hasn't, and it hasn't because of a very simple fact. Yeah, this story is, this story is going exactly where I think it's going. <laughs> um, oh, okay, yeah, I'm starting, yeah. To think, I'm starting to come upon your, uh, your logic here, Alan. You see... The driver's license I'd shown Josie when I paid with her with my credit card, while it was still current, had been issued a few years back. In fact, it had been issued when I lived in the same city but at a different address. I mention this only because when the police called me in for questioning and I told them about what had happened with Josie, they asked to see my driver's license as well. At first... I didn't understand when the officer's face went the color of stale oatmeal upon seeing it. But then, he told me the other thing that haunts me to this day. My address was the exact one that the girl they'd rescued was living at before she was kidnapped. Uh, they haven't found Josie yet either, but they raided her shop the next day and found an entire ledger of stolen credit cards, driver's licenses, fucking knew it, <laughs> and social security numbers stashed in the very back room where she'd done my readings. All were eventually traced to the victims discovered in the red brick house with the blue door on Winston Drive. So now you understand why, despite what seems like clear evidence of a genuine psychic, I'm never going back to see any of the breed again. Because it's because it's true that not all psychics are frauds, but some are something much, much worse. Mm. Mm. So, um, a uh, needle pulling thread. Uh, law. That is the laziest fucking lyric on the planet. <laughs> la 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 la. I get angry about that song every time. Gee, no thanks, I'll have a beer. No, everything else has a clear definition. Then it's like, la, a note to follow, so, fuck you, you couldn't think of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) T, a note to follow, la. 
Mm, the Spanish word for the. <laughs> that's that's fucking better than what they say. <laughs> Fair. Oh my gosh. Um. So. So yeah. Um. Okay. So. I think the only thing I think the story works. I think the only problem, the only thing I'm still trying to wrap my head around, is. Mm-hmm. Why in advance our psychic warned the girl about, or not said meant it meant the thing about Winston Drive? So uh, she planted the idea in her head, so she yeah. could go there. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah. Why I mean, did she need to if she still kidnapped? I the I actually was still kidnapped from her house. The I actually disagree. I, really? I do. Yeah, I think it actually is a. Like it's all it's all a hoax, it's all a fraud. Right. But she actually does have a gift, and mm. her gift was trying to warn her. Basically, that's how I interpreted it. Like mm. you, like you know how like the the woman from Harry Potter, the professor from Harry Potter, like she, like it, this can't really do it. Mm-hmm. But then she actually does, and that's why Dumbledore keeps her. Mm-hmm. Like I I think. In my interpretation, what's happening is the woman doesn't realize that she told her, like, basically gave her the premonition. Oh, like the reason her demeanor seemed to change? Yes. Like, she, like she's unaware that she actually does have a gift. Oh, a psychic gift. That's interesting. That's a neat way to... Wow, that changes a lot. Good eye on that one. My my interpretation, honestly, was that this psychic lady was profiting off of helping this guy serial kill women. Well, yes, but they're called. What what I see Kyle's point is yes, he's still doing that, but she. But then the warning part comes in as like the actual like weird psychic bit because the story is still titled "Not All Psychics Are Frauds." Hmm. Hey, hey, okay, so my the 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 way that I'm I'm putting it together is kind of I, I guess it's kind of in between the two. Um so they're talking about how they found what did they say, binders full of of social security numbers and credit cards and addresses, right? Mm-hmm. So why the hell does somebody who whose sole purpose is going to be to kill somebody why do they need a social security number? They don't. So this woman is stealing this information and selling it to anybody who wants to buy it. And so she's she doesn't know necessarily that any of her clients are going to go and kill these people. They might just be participating in identity theft. And when she sees the Ten of Swords, that's what tips her off because um, you, I mean... You might know this, David. I had to look it up because I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a bad card. But uh, according to the top result on Google, the Ten of Swords is the tarot cards, uh, the tarot's card of bottoming out. Um, it's a blessing in disguise as the darkest hours in which you suffer are about to give way to a new dawn. You've reached bottom and there's nowhere to go but up. So, like, the... The, the branding with the sword and the Ten of Swords is, like, either coincidental or the woman legitimately has a gift, like what Kylie's saying. But ultimately, it was that card that made her say, 
oh, you know, whoever buys your information is probably going to kill you rather than just steal your identity. Okay. That's the way that I'm interpreting interpreting it. Rather. Okay. Uh, based on that idea, um, one of the things that's interesting is it says that she – so she has all this information. She might not be working closely with – I mean, she might not know the identity of the person she's working with entirely or even <laughs> if she's working with him at all. It could just be an anonymous thing. But – all of the, it says here in the second to last paragraph, all were eventually traced to the victims discovered in the red brick house, the blue door, and Winston Drive. That's all the stuff they found. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, okay. So, so it's been consistently the same, uh, the same like serial killer rapist guy. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I I did I did overlook that because when they said binders, I was like, well, that's probably more people than are in the house, but. Mm. That's me filling in that that hole that the the story doesn't necessarily mm. explain. So, the fact that it, oh, get down. Boogie. Sorry about that. Oh, oh you're just <laughs> my alarm. Okay, but yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, and I forgot about the last. So now you understand why, despite the scenes clear evidence of genuine psychic, I'm never going back to see any of the. Oh, not all psychics are frauds, but are something much worse. Okay, so yeah. So it could it could you know, honestly be a bunch of those interpretations. It's, we're never going to get necessarily the whole picture, and I kind of like that. The story... Yeah. And here's the thing. We have touched on a number of times in Undercooked Analysis when whenever uh, rape comes up. Mm-hmm. And it's a really touchy subject. And if you're going to handle it in a story, it has to be handled in a really specific kind of way where it can still elicit horror, but it isn't gratuitous. You know what I mean? Yes. There's clumsy ways to handle it, and there's fair ways to handle it when it's and um since it only barely touched on it it still got the horror of the situation across on top of everything else so i think this is one of those rare cases where i would say it actually works here like it adds to the horror of the whole situation well yeah because i i think that that's a like if a guy like this were to exist and to commit crimes like this that is that's probably something that would occur. Right. It, so like, it makes sense, but, but like you're saying, it's not, it, it's not talked about more than just mentioning it once. Right. And that's, I, and to, I think that's almost all you need to do, you know? Yeah. It, it doesn't need to be gratuitous. No, no, it doesn't. Never, never. Which is why I'm glad. I just, I'm just trying to point out to people before, like, you, you know, I, it's just, it's just such a, mm, yeah. It should rightfully make anybody feel uncomfortable. More than mm. uncomfortable. And so when used in fiction, it has to be used very carefully. And I think it was done correctly here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I, I totally see where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, moving away from the heavy stuff, what's goof, what Goofy <laughs> Ding look like? <laughs> that's the true question here. That's everybody. the true question. We never did. They should. That's what. She, that's what uh, Emily should have asked Josie. What Goofy did Kong was like. <laughs> Wasn't Alan supposed to tell us something at the end of the episode? He was supposed to tell us what Goofy did. No. Um... Oh shit! I thought he was. Oh, uh... Uh, would would you bang uh, Haley Joel Osment? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. 
I think that's as good a place as any to like cap that out. Um, I will say, um, this was a good. I, this was a good story. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, credit to Jasper Dewitt for writing it. Uh, I will make sure that the links to the story, you know, the story is well linked. You can find it on at uh, jasperdewitt.com. Uh, you can dig dig it up among Jasper's other writings. I might actually take a look at some of the other ones as well because that was pretty good. And again, this was sent submitted to us by username 159. Thank you, username. Uh, and like I said in the last episode, uh, if you want to continue to uh, if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon you can visit uh, mid, uh, through Midnight Marinera, patreon.com slash Midnight Marinera. Uh, we're starting to do a thing now where if you are at the $10 level or above, uh, you can submit to us a nice little shout-out. Um, we will read it on the show, or we will write you an epitaph for uh, Midnight Marinera when it returns uh, later this October. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at ScarySauce, and... Uh, and I will let my uh, I will let my guests have the floor now to uh, promote their own stuff. Where can we find uh, you guys, Cinema Nippon you slash Animal Fact Files? You can find us um, obviously on YouTube at Cinema Nippon and Animal Fact Files, um, and then we're also on Twitter, and uh, we both have a Facebook. Yes. Yeah. I forget that I have one, so it probably hasn't been updated in months, but... <laughs> and the yes. Animal Fact Files one is kind of repetitive of Twitter, but <laughs> trying to hit all those audiences. I appreciate that you guys included the, um... Oh, gosh. What did you call it in the article? The, um... Oh. The the, the lizard, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That the, was awesome. The... The Minnesota, what did we call it? The Minnesota Duluth lobster-flinging rocktail lizard. That was it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Was, yep. Well, it, yeah, that made my day. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> it was so good. I, 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 just, I just wanted to be Davy's baby one more time. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you don't have to try that hard. <laughs> I, I will I will happily uh, ride in your pocket and eat cheese. <laughs> I only got one little David in my pocket. No. I'm I think it's pop starting to melt. <laughs> and Alan. I'm Alan. Alan, where where can people find find you and your things and, and if people wanna wanna be nice to you, where where can they do things? Because uh, you should be, always be nice to Alan. Because Alan is yes, good. Uh, and he had a birthday. It, it, Did it, you say Alan is a good? Alan is a Alan, good. That's a noun. <laughs> Ignis Pergamentum is my YouTube horror channel. Go there. Uh, Revolver 6. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, saving up to get a prop to do Revolver 6. Because Revolver 6 is going to be very video heavy. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Uh, aside from that, you can go to my Patreon. If you go to Patreon and look for my name, Alan Cheney, you will find me. Um, you can donate, and I'm I'm not writing stories with people for five dollars anymore. But uh, I, I have to catch up to the people who I've I've already done that with. Sorry, been busy. Uh, but yeah, that's still gonna happen. Uh, I have some stuff planned for October. 
cool. I I hope so. Yeah. I was gonna say I really enjoyed uh, your last story about the uh, the kennels. Yes, I wrote that with uh, Jenny. Jenny and... S. Kelsey. Yes. Yes, that was very good. Thank you. I, I enjoyed it very much as well. <laughs> and yeah, that's me. Awesome. Well, we don't ever do formal goodbyes on this show, so we need an out. Uh, what Goofy Ding Dong look like? (laughs) Perfect. Do you like wrestling? Well, I sure as hell do. I'm Brendan Creasy, and you can check out me and my friends talking about wrestling on Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show, found at mbwspod.com or at benviewnetwork.com. If you're into WWE, ECW, Ring of Honor, PWG, other indies, all that stuff, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or you don't, if you don't even know what those are, I can, t- I can tell you about them. So go ahead and listen to Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.